0: Light of Christ, come upon us and fill us with your love. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Good morning, and Merry Christmas to all of you. I want to do something a little bit different Today, on this holiday morning, I'm not going to tell you the nativity story all over again. Most of you know that story by heart, or at least by reference. I want to share with you a poem. But first, let me tell you something about the author, Madeline Lengel. You may already know her by the many books that she has authored. While I was serving as rector at Trinity Episcopal Church in Wheaton, Illinois, I became acquainted with the comprehensive nature of Langle's work because of the collection of her papers housed at Wheaton College. L'Engle was born on November 29, 1918 in New York City. Madeline Lengel-Camp, named for her great-grandmother, is best known for such novels as A Wrinkle in Time and A Swiftly Tilting Planet. She was the only child of Charles Wadsworth and Madeline Barnett-Camp. A writer and pianist, Lengel began writing at a young age, producing her very first story when she was only five years old. Quote, I've been a writer ever since I could hold a pencil, Lengel told one magazine author. At the age of 12, Lengel moved with her parents to Europe and was enrolled in a Swiss boarding school. She returned to the United States a few years later and attended Ashley Hall, a boarding school in South Carolina. When she was 17, her father died. He had served in the military during World War I and had been exposed to mustard gas, which caused him a lifetime of health issues and resulted in his death. A budding writer, Lengel went to Smith College. There she earned her bachelor's degree in English in 1941. Moving to New York City, Lengel found work in a theater where she was a writer at the same time that she was trying to publish her own work. Her first novel, The Small Rain, was about some of the experiences that Madeline had had during her boarding school years. And the book was a great success. But her success was long-lived because her second book didn't receive a warm welcome at all. Lingle did, however, find some personal happiness around that time. She married actor Hugh Franklin in 1946. They had two children together, Josephine and son, Beyond. And then they later adopted a child by the name and named her Maria. Well, Madeline's children were really important to her writing. They were her first audience of her best-known work, A Wrinkle in Time. She would write a little bit, and she would read it to them and see how they liked it. And then she would write a little bit more, and she would read it to them and see how they liked it. After dozens and dozens of rejections, Lingle was finally able to find a publisher for the innovative tale. Now, if you're not familiar with the book, A Wrinkle in Time, it follows the adventures of Meg Murray as she travels through time and space to find her missing scientist father. She's accompanied on this journey by her brother, Charles Wallace, and her friend, Calvin O'Keefe, and she is accompanied by three hmm, well, shall we just say unusual beings known as Mrs. What's It, Mrs. Who, and Mrs. Which. If you haven't read it, read it. It's an awesome book. For the book, Lengel drew inspiration from such varied sources as Albert Einstein's Theory of Relativity and the works of William Shakespeare. The following year after its publishing, Lengel won the prestigious Newbery Medal Award for A Wrinkle in Time. The novel, however, was not without controversy. Over the years, it has been one of the most banned books because some believe that it is anti-Christian or that it promotes occultism. Well, you probably know, Lengel was an Episcopalian. And she believed, she believed in universal salvation. This is what she wrote. All will be redeemed in God's fullness of time. All. Capital letters, A-L-L. Not just the small portion of the population who have been given the grace to know and accept Christ. All the strayed and stolen sheep. All the little lost ones. All, she says. And... As a result of her promotion of Christian universalism, many Christian bookstores refused to carry her books, which were also frequently banned from Christian schools and libraries. However, some of her most secular critics attacked her work for being too religious. Poor woman couldn't win for losing. A theme often implied and occasionally explicit in Lingle's works is that phenomenon that people call religion, science, and magic, are simply different aspects of a single, seamless reality. The anti-Christian accusation seems especially odd as faith was always, always, always important in Madeline's life. She meditated on religious issues and in books. Langell was also worked at St. John the Divine in New York City as a librarian and writer-in-residence for more than three decades. When Madeline died in September of 2007, she was interred at St. John the Divine Episcopal Church. A friend, a couple Christmases ago, sent me this poem that I'm going to read to you. It was written by Lengel in 2005. It is entitled, First Coming. He did not wait till the world was ready, till men and nations were at peace. He came when the heavens were unsteady and prisoners cried out, for release. In the fullness of God's time, Jesus came. He did not wait for the perfect time. He came when the need was deep and great. He dined with sinners in all their grime and turned water into wine. In the fullness of God's time, Jesus came. Served. He did not wait till hearts were pure. In joy, he came into a tarnished world of sin and doubt, to a world like ours of anguished shame. He came and his light would not go out. In the fullness of God's time, Jesus forgave. He came to a world which did not mesh, to heal its tangles, shield its scorn. In the mystery of the word made flesh, the maker of the stars was born. In the fullness of God's time, Jesus healed we cannot wait till the world is sane to raise our songs with joyful voice, for to share our grief, to touch our pain, He came with love. Rejoice, rejoice. In the fullness of God's time, Jesus loves. God was not willing to wait until we were ready, but instead came to meet us in love right where we are. God invites us to make boldly proclamations, the power of God's love, with our songs of thanksgiving and praise and our witness of faith. If we wait until all is ready, If we wait until everything is perfect, we will not act and we will wait forever. Now is the time. Now is the time to sing. Now is the time to rejoice. Now the time to reach out in love. In the fullness of God's time is now.